Welcome back to Organize with Grace podcast. Do you feel like you're always struggling to get it together? Do you feel like you're burning the candle at both ends, feeling completely disorganized in your home and life, that it's starting to affect you mentally and emotionally? Well, you've come to the right place if you need encouragement, easy and simple organization tips, or you just want to know that you're not alone in this season of life. Hi, I'm Grace Herman, your fellow working mom and professional organizer. I believe in you, friend. You can get it together. Now let's get organized. All right, welcome back to Organize with Grace. And here I am with Tracy Gruy. And so welcome to the podcast, Tracy. I'm so excited you invited me. This is going to be a really fun conversation. I, I'm looking forward to it. So Tracy, first of all, I feel like we need more people like you around <laughs> who have compassion for us newbie parents. I am a newbie parent. And I believe that, you know, from the, from the information I've um, received from, from you is that you've got the wisdom and experience that you are willing to pour out. So with that, thank you for being here. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited to share. You know, I'm a mom of three adults and I went through all this. I remember these days. They're so, you think they're so hard, but I'll tell you right now, it's, I look back and I, I still remember the best parts of it too. So we can, we can combine it, you know, and kind of move through. And I'm just going to try and give you some ideas of how to make it a little less overwhelming. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And so we, we do, you know, we, we have the, we have the baby, right. And there's all kinds of support for the baby and the toddler, all kinds of information about development. But I feel like sometimes the parent is the one that gets forgotten, especially mama, right. There's not enough. I feel like there's not enough support for her. Um, And so that's why I love that you're here. And so um, what I'm looking forward to the most is hearing from you about the topic that you and I chose, which is your most powerful parenting tool. But before we do, um, I wanted, I do want to focus on the experience that you've had or regarding early childhood development. And, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, myself and the audience have the, the knowledge and to, you know, appreciate that advice coming from you, because, you know, you're not just giving us tips out of theory or, you know, books that you've read, but real life experiences. So, can you tell us about that, starting with the desire and passion that you you had that drew you to early childhood development? Well, first, I'm the oldest of eight children. So I was raised in a really big family and we always were kind of, my mom was kind of just this inherent, she had this like inherent nature to have us all, you know, work together. And so we kind of grew up in that. And then when I became, you know, start, was ready to become a parent for the first time, I was like, what are we going to do? You know, where I worked full time and um, my mom was, I was lucky enough to have my mom watch the kids at early on, but, um, it was like, at some point she decided to get at her own job and we were gonna have to take our children somewhere. And so that's when we kind of found out about Montessori and, okay. you know, it was just really, it kind of just drew me to it because it was more natural. It was kind of, it made you feel like a home away from home when you took your child somewhere. And so we just started, you know, we started going to another school. We, we in, enrolled our our children. And then after a couple of years, we decided, Hey, let's, let's do this on our side of town. We were driving pretty far from where we lived. And so we, we were just very lucky to be able to find people to back us open our Montessori school. Um, we owned 
uh, we've, we've owned and operated for 25 plus years. And in our family, we all decided somebody's going to get trained at each level so that we can support our teachers that we would then hire. And so I chose the zero to three. I just, I love, I just loved being around young children and it just, I didn't really understand how much I was going to love it until I went through the training. So we implemented the school, we opened it, everything, you know, I, I went to training with a couple of our teachers and then I just kind of started being the parenting class for parents so that they could understand Montessori and kind of how to do it at home. And over the years doing these classes, I learned so much from parents. Obviously I was a parent myself. I have three children. They are now in their mid to late twenties, but you know, we learn a lot from talking to our friends, talking to other people that are raising children. And I was lucky just to have every year, hundreds of families in our school and we'd get together two or three times a year. And I, you know, I would give them our Montessori wisdom, but then they would share and ask questions. And I just kind of just kept gathering this info. And, um, when we closed the school, we made that decision to do a couple of years ago, I wanted to continue to do this. I love sharing information with young parents and seeing their like eyes light up. It's like, it's sometimes it's just the simplest little thing. And it was kind of like when I went to the training, they told me things and I was like, I wish someone would have told me that when I, (laughs) before I have the babies, you know? And, and so I just want, it's like, you just kind of give little tidbits here and there. Every family is different. All of us have different routines. All of us, you know, have different mm-hmm. values and morals that we want, but there's little things you can, you know, weave into what you do in your family to help you kind of get over that overwhelm or that like frustrating mm-hmm. day or that stressful right. situation. And so I just found by sharing those with parents, it just helped them to feel more confident in what they were doing and then also make joy more joyful times while they were doing it. That's wonderful. And, and really quickly, you know, if you can give us a little bit of a background uh, regarding, you know, the Montessori school and what makes that different from, you know, a regular, you know, type of teaching traditional, yeah, traditional. Mm -hmm. So Montessori, um, Maria Montessori, you know, was a doctor and she found, she had this opportunity to kind of start a program. I mean, a hundred years ago, but um, in Italy. And she basically got a group of children in this big room and just started observing them. And over the years, she created this program and she observed that, you know, um, children intrinsically want to learn. They don't, we don't need to give them anything. They're going to seek out what they need eventually. But what she found is if she could give them the tools earlier, let them become explorers of, you know, their, the world and environment around them, then they would then just kind of build their foundation and become more independent and confident earlier than in a traditional setting. We all get to that point. I was, Mm -hmm. I was raised in a traditional setting, so there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. It's just, if in fact, right now, now that I've experienced, you know, Montessori and seeing all these children grow over the years and watching my own children, I feel like it's so much more empowering for a child to have confidence earlier than later. And Mm -hmm. so she kind of then became, everything became hands-on. It was all with materials. And so children are learning experientially. And if you think about it, what are the things you remember the most from being younger? You remember experiences. Yes. I don't, most people would not remember the gift they got on their fifth birthday. Right. Right. Things are not something that we remember. So 
really that's the easiest way I can say is Montessori is about experiential learning, more experiences. It kind of just gets into their core and then it just becomes habit for them. Right. So we'll be able to translate that into the home. And that's kind of my goal is to show parents how I don't want you to set up a school in your house. That's you're, you're living there, but how mm-hmm. can we incorporate some of these ideas that will help you kind of become more of a routine organized? That's the magic word, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> but, and, and then it just becomes like a teamwork in the house and versus mom or dad trying to do everything while the child's running around in circles, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And, and with that, I would love to know more about what you have began recently um, with Nurture Newbies. Um, so this is what I read on your, um, on your uh, website, that it was created as a digestible online resource for parents who know that language is their power based on your expertise um, in infant and toddler development. So can you tell us more about how that came about? Yes. So I, like I said, we had decided to sell our business and our family business. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to still, I I still, this, I mean, the thing that brings me most joy is working with parents. I found that over the years, obviously, you know, as I kept doing it and I didn't want to let go of that. So, I mean, COVID kind of gave us a benefit at that moment. My daughter and I, we were on lockdown and she's like, what can we do while we're locked down? She goes, let's just start recording your classes. I had been doing them in people's houses and sharing with them, you know, and and it was just starting to grow that way. And then we just started recording and just kind of trying to get basic information out. And in our courses, we talk about my most powerful tool language, but we also share developmental stages. Um, We have charts for people that are very detailed of each age and what items you can use at each stage of development. Um, We have a course on potty learning versus potty training. You know, potty training is your standard, what everyone's familiar with, but there's a way to kind of twist it, you know, kind of mold it into a different, you know, kind of a different experience. And, um, and then on our website, we also have a free little class. Everyone's welcome to check out. Um, our courses are on nurturenewbies.com. And it talks about the very first parenting tool that we recommend for um, when you're pregnant and you're about to give birth. So wow. that's a kind of cool little free freebie for everybody. Yeah. So, and, and we just kind of, we launched it in January. I'm super excited. We've been, um, we're on Instagram at, at nurture newbies and it is, it's, it's, it's getting so fun because I can have, be having the longest or most tired day with my real job per se. <laughs> and I'll be like, I don't really feel like getting on the computer and doing anything. And then I'll sit down and I'll just stop, start typing, you know, content or posts. And then it's like, magical. I just feel wonderful and great because I just know that somebody's going to hear this and learn something. So I'm excited. That's I just get excited about it. So that's how nurture newbies kind of came about. Wonderful. And you know, the audience can't see you, but I can just see your passion towards it and your excitement. And so and and that definitely translates into, you know, into this work. And so um and the moment that we've been waiting for, I don't know if anybody caught the powerful parenting tool that Tracy mentioned. So let us know, what is it? What is that tool, Tracy? It's actually a simple thing as the simplest thing as language. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I think, 
And, and again, like I said, over the years, I kind of learned that from all my parents as they would begin to give me situations and things. And, you know, Montessori is all about treating your child with respect. And sometimes I think people, we, we need to take it to the next level. And kind of what we learned was treat this little human, even from the time they're born as your equal, have conversations with them. You begin by sharing with them what you're doing. I'm changing your diaper, your diaper's wet. If you start using language to telling them what you're doing, they're starting to look at you. They're starting to build their, you know, their visual discriminations and all those kinds of things. They're watching your mouth. That's how they learn to speak eventually, you know, and it just kind of builds from there. And you'll find that if you are preparing your children and using language to say to them, here's what's going to happen. Here's what we're going to do. If you use language early on, you will start avoiding the temper tantrums. You will start avoiding them saying no to you because the the tip with language is don't ever ask a yes or no question because what <laughs> what's your automatic response to yes, no? No. No. <laughs> and it's so cute to teach your baby to shake their head no. Are you no, you know, and they shake their head. But still, instead of asking a yes, no question, you prepare yourself and you ask a you give them choices. Do you want to do this or this? If we're getting ready to leave in the morning, did you want to carry your backpack or did you want to carry your lunchbox? They can't say no. They can't. They're not going to really get upset. They're going to be like, hmm, she's giving me a choice. Wow. Yeah. And what you're doing by doing that and switching your language to that kind of presentation is you're empowering them from the right. time they can walk. They feel like, oh, well, I'm in charge of myself. So then you're building self-confidence. And that's what I kind of talked about starting earlier than later. Mm -hmm. Before I took the training, I was a mom of three, really. My youngest was a newborn. I went to the training. I'm a type A personality. I literally was running myself ragged because we were running the school. I didn't take the training until Whoa. the first year we were open. And I was running the school. I was do, I'm the finance person. I do all the accounting, all the budgets, all the, you know, hiring, all that kind of stuff. So I was busy and running, having three children under the age of five. I'd get home. I'd be making dinner. I'd be cleaning the house. I'd be doing everything that you do. And I was just exhausted mm -hmm. beyond exhaustion. And I mean, parents are like that. And when right. I went to the training, they're like, involve your child in everything you do. And I think some people feel like I say a lot of times it's going to make it easier because eventually it, it does. But at first it's a lot of work for the parent because yes, you have to slow down. Yes. You have to think about what you're doing a little bit before you got to be a little bit more prepared, but once you start doing it, it is just amazing what you'll see, because if you set up the routines and you tell right. them what to expect, they're just going to do it. It's going to become their core. They're just going to start mm -hmm. following you. They're going to start doing what you do and they're going to be involved. And then you're also bonding with them. So yeah. it's like, wow. I think that you worry about, I have to give them lessons. I have to give them, teach them things. I have to have all these toys and things. I mean, honestly, you could have not one item, not one toy in your house and just utilize what you do to live every day. And your child will learn everything they need, but it's just, taking language and, you know, using that as your tool to, you know, build their vocabulary, build their understanding, have them, they learn how to problem solve. And all those, you know, actionable tips are in our courses um, for every stage, every age group, we've wow. kind of broken it down into three levels. Yeah. I'll give you a little tip, my little secret. Um, I have some taboo words, so I'll give you one. I'm all ears. <laughs> how about the word 
sorry. Really? So sorry more. is a numb word for us. When somebody does something to somebody else and they hurt them or whatever, we say, tell them sorry. So they say, sorry. Mm-hmm. And if you watch a toddler, some of them will go up and hit somebody and go say, sorry, because for them, it's like, they're trying on behaviors. Like they try on clothes or like we do actually, wow. like we try on clothes. They're just like, Oh, you said, if I hit someone, I say, sorry. They're not in their head saying this is mean, or this is bad because they haven't quite gotten to that understanding yet. So if we say, tell your friend next time you will use your words, we don't hit to solve problems. Mm -hmm. If you start saying that when they're younger, as they get older, they're going to start using language to solve their problems. Wow. You start from the time they're taught like the toddlers. I mean, even before they're toddlers, infant as well, because you're going to use the language with them. You're just going to be setting the foundation, sharing with them, modeling for them how to solve these problems. And then when they start to speak, you know, usually around two years old, all of a sudden it explodes and they start having conversations with you. That stuff will just start spitting out from them just as it's a part of their core because they've heard you so many times. Right. So stop telling your children to say, sorry. Wow. That's really, I say, wow, because that is exactly what my son has been doing lately. Everything is sorry, sorry, sorry. And I didn't, I don't quite know how to, you know, deal with it. And now I do. So this is like gold. (laughs) What behavior can we change? So you help them with the words. They're not going to know. And this is another thing I tell parents. We always think in our head, you should know better. I have taught you this, Uh but think about you as an adult. Do you know everything? Nope. Do you know about every- No. So why do we say to our two or three-year-old, you should know better? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying you should know better, we say, let's talk about this. Let's sit down and talk about a different way we could have handled this. Again, I'm going back to this language. Yeah. It is a much longer process and it does take a little bit more time, but I can tell you my three children, you know, they didn't, they made mistakes. They do stupid things as kids and you learn through it. But we both between my husband and I, we would sit down and discuss and we would teach them, you know, maybe next time do this. We always Mm -hmm. empowered them to be the one to make the decision. And they tell me now as adults that that was the best thing. We didn't just tell them what to do. We would say, here's what we would suggest. Maybe you should consider this but then they would have to go think about it. And like I told you, as you're building this language, when they become teenagers, you're still going to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. you say to them, why don't you come up with two options for me? Because that's what we've been doing for them now when they're little. And then as teenagers, they would able to come back to us and be like, okay, how about this or this? And then we could have the conversation and make a decision together. So it just built them up with their, you know, being able to process and problem solve on their own. So that's why I just, I can't say enough how, you know, we can have all the developmental aids, all the toys, all the things that teach them stuff, Mm -hmm. but we can't teach them to communicate and problem solve. They're, they're not going to be a high functioning adult. They're going to struggle. And you know what? They'll learn, but wouldn't it be better if we could give them a little more, you know, confidence early on and a little more foundation to build on that when they become, you know, young adults. Yes. Yes. And it's so wonderful that you are seeing the fruit of that, 
you know, of building those foundations through your children, you know, so that's yes. so, that's so exciting. And then that they can be adults that can make decisions for themselves, like you said, and, you know, it, it carries them through their life. And I, I've heard it say, and it's so true, you know, think of it as if you're, you're raising an adult, you're, they're eventually going to become adults. And yes, that's so the thing you've got always, to with. Yeah. If we're always doing things for them and then we send them out in the world, how do we expect them to do it? So we yep. have to kind of yep. step back, you know, it's ingrained in us to be caregivers and that's great. But what I learned was I, I'm doing them a disservice if I'm constantly doing for them. And that was probably the biggest takeaway after the training. And I came home and I changed my whole house. I put everything down at their level. I would, they would, you know, have to help me do everything. Our house became a team. Our family was a team. So it wasn't mom running around doing everything and trying to watch the little, my youngest was a crazed man, like just all over the place, busy. <laughs> oh, constantly. really? Yeah. I mean, I would, I was exhausted trying to, like, I'd be trying to make dinner and he'd be running one way or the other. And I couldn't always see him. And then I'd have to run and find him. And so when I came home, I was like, they said, give him a job next to you, put him on a stool. I literally would set him at the kitchen sink and tell him to wash dishes that weren't even dirty. I could even, he didn't even care. He just loved to make soap. But, you know, the suds, wash the dishes and rinse it off and put it on the thing. Like it's super simple things that you don't, you, you, you stop being stressed because he's right there doing something purposeful. We call it purposeful work in our, in a lot of our things. And Mm -hmm. on our Instagram, we're posting stuff every week to giving, you know, ideas and um, tips to, you know, incorporate that into your home as well. And, um, I just found that it became less stressful for me. Yeah. And it was so much more rewarding for them and so much better for their confidence and independence. And so it's kind of a win-win. So at first take it the time, be a little bit overwhelmed, but I promise you as you ease into it and start, it becomes more of a core for you. You will feel that like kind of calm inside of, Oh my God, I can do this. I can go to work and come home and still make sure my child gets everything they need. Oh man, that is wonderful, Tracy. Thank you so much for all that you have shared so far. And this has been such a great conversation. And Tracy has graciously provided us with a discount code to purchase her courses. And so um, Tracy, thank you for that. And I'm going to make sure I include that code um, GRACE10 yeah um in in the uh podcast notes and so i'm i'm excited i was telling tracy um offline that you know i i'm i feel like i really need to go purchase her potty learning <laughs> for my 3 year old so i'm going to go ahead and do that so tracy Thank you so much for being here. Um, Like I said, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. So what is the best way that the audience can connect with you or best ways? They can find us on Instagram at Nurture Newbies. And then our courses are on nurturenewbies.com. Wonderful. They can message us with questions on Instagram. They can email us. Our emails are on on our website as well. We're, We're open to connecting. Like I said, it's... We just want to share this and get this out there because we want moms and dads to, I mean, families to just, you know, enjoy this time. 
I think the one thing that I would change being a young mom was I'm worrying so much about getting everything done and trying to, you know, have everything clean and perfect all the time. And maybe just take maybe 10 or 15 minutes a day and just sit with the children and Montessori incorporating that stuff kind of made, you know, made me step back. I left some dishes in the sink. Sometimes I left some Mm -hmm. things out. Sometimes if they didn't put things away, you know, I did it the next day with them. So, you know, it it kind of, it makes things, the the time you're spending with them is what they're going to remember. Like I said, so focus on those experiences and I, I'm just, I'm really excited to be able to share it. And I hope everyone can, you know, check out the Instagram and, you know, like I said, just empower you to build your confidence as parents. Yes. And I, I mean, I feel empowered talking with you (laughs) right now in this, in this podcast. So thank you. And, um, be looking out for those courses and, you know, get on, uh, follow Tracy on Instagram as well as, um, her website. So again, thank you, Tracy. And I will definitely connect with you again real soon. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Hey, real quick, if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to thank me is by leaving an iTunes review. If you're listening to me right now on your iPhone, simply scroll down, click write a review within the podcast, and voila, you'll get a chance to click five stars and type in how the podcast has helped you. You can also access iTunes on your computer if you're not an iPhone user by downloading the iTunes app. Also, I offer virtual organizing, and that means we get to hop on Zoom together wherever you are, and I can help you organize your space for a fraction of a price that you would spend hiring an in-person organizer. Contact me by email, hello at organizewithgrace.com, so you and I can get started. I offer a free 15-minute assessment to see if we're a good match to work together. So get on it, girl! Stop being stuck on your organizing journey. I'll help you walk forward so you can finish that organizing project that you've been procrastinating on. No judgment here. Done it myself. But you know what I'm talking about, girl. All right. Can't wait to talk to you. Bye.